You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Live from Chicken Town, this is the Flopcast, episode 615. On Flopcast.net. Yes, yes. Hello, Cornflake. Hi. How are you, Kevin? I'm okay. Just uh, we're here to talk Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tonight, as we do every year. I'm actually really looking forward to it this year. Sure. That's the plan. Nice and simple. But first, how about National Whatever Day? National Whatever Day! How about... Something really inane for National Whatever Day. Yes, please. Okay, let's do this then. (laughs) I want to talk about a cow named Nellie J. Because February 18th is cow milked while flying in an airplane day. All right, they put a cow in an airplane. And milked her. And milked it. All right. Supposedly for the first time ever, back in 1930... Okay, that was going to be my next question was, when did this happen? So (laughs) nearly a century ago. Yeah, practically. Uh, With the idea that science experiments could be performed to know whether or not a cow while in flight produces more or less milk, they got this Nellie J, who (laughs) apparently was a very productive cow, and they put her in an airplane, flew her 72 miles. It was the idea that... Maybe the milking process will work better in the air, in which case we're going to relocate the cows into the skies. Cows would have been flying everywhere. Uh, Something cool that did happen was they had the little milk cartons on board. And over the 72 miles, they'd occasionally send them down in parachutes to the folks below. Little cartons (laughs) of, of milk. To get people excited about this. Wait, they're they're throwing bottles of milk out of the airplane? Not bottles. Little cartons with parachutes. Okay, but freshly acquired milk? Yeah, because that sounds really weird, right? Because you're supposed to do some stuff to milk before you give it to the general public. But I think there's a, a natural pasteurization process happens just in midair as yeah. it's hurtling down to the earth. That, that'll, that'll clean it right up. Now, as the flight attendant was working her way down the aisle with the drink cart, did any of these new cartons of milk get like confused and mixed up with the cans of Diet Pepsi and whatnot? I kind of half wondered if anyone ordered a drink on this flight. Did they throw some little packs of Chex Mix overboard as well? That would have been kind of them. Why not? <laughs> I still think there may be some merit in this in this concept. You know, why did we give up on this 96 years ago? Because the seats got smaller. <laughs> Can't fit a cow anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Not enough legroom for a cow anymore. Yeah, back in the glamorous age of air travel, sure, plenty of room, plenty of legroom. 
even if you have four legs and, and you're a giant cow, it was fine. The cows could stretch out and relax, light up a cigarette. That would not work these days. Good point. Keep the cows on the ground. Let's move on uh, because, yeah, it, it's time. They, they, just this week, they just announced uh, this year's pack of nominees for potential induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we, we like to go through this list every year and kick it around, see what we think about everybody who's been nominated. But we acknowledge that uh, the Hall of Fame is pretty ridiculous. This is It's all just silly. But it's a fun topic. It, it's, it's a good excuse to just, you know, talk about some of these uh, old acts and see what we think. We, we usually forget to actually go back and acknowledge who was actually inducted. Do you remember who they inducted last year? Oh, let me think. It was Ugly Kid Joe. Yes. And that's it. They stopped. They said, yes. that's it. We're good. <laughs> no one else is worthy. The cool thing was that Ugly Kid Joe didn't even have to be on the list to begin with and still got inducted somehow. Everybody just knew that was the right thing to do. Uh, 2023 inductees were Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, and The Spinners. That was last year's class. I have the nominees for this year, and we'll see what we think. Now, so we're, we're going to start with uh, people who have been nominated in the past, uh, starting with uh, Mary J. Blige. Cha-cha! I know we talked about Mary last time she was nominated, a couple of years ago, I think. And yes. what we determined that time is that I knew nothing about Mary J. Blige, and I still know nothing about Mary J. Blige, but you were a fan, as I recall. Yes, and uh, of her music and of her season one character on the Umbrella Academy, Cha Cha. Oh, see, I, for, I saw season one of Umbrella Academy, or some of it, at least. She was one of the the two cops. All I remember is that there was a weird monkey. <laughs> oh, yes. Pogo. All right, so Mary J. was there, and you're a fan of her music, and she she was uh, rap, R&B. yes. Important part of my 90s. Oh, yeah. Does she deserve induction? Yes. Yeah, all right. I'm, I, see, I have to defer <laughs> to you on some of these people I know little to nothing about. Yes. You're a fan of Mary J. Uh, another rerun this year, nominated for the second time, Dave Matthews Band. And I think I'm, I'm on record as not being a fan. <laughs> I think I had a hot year or two when I was a fan of Dave Matthews Band, but I was never one of those crazed fans. I appreciated Dave Matthews' involvement with Blue Man Group. They did uh -huh. some collaboration work, and I liked <laughs> okay. that a lot. But I'm, I know people who are way into Dave Matthews, and I'm definitely not one of those people. Oh, they have a following. Yeah, certainly. it is intense hugely popular live act yeah I, I knew a bunch of the songs in the 90s uh, most of their songs i found quite annoying heard them too much <laughs> yeah overplayed one or two songs i was okay with but in general it just never worked on me nevertheless i know they're massively popular as i recall the year when they were nominated a, a few years ago the fan vote i think they were first place in the fan vote easily and i think that was the first time that the top act in the fan vote did not get inducted. I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> but it also goes to show how little the fan vote means. People vote, you know, you go online and you vote after the nominees come out, and the fan vote is virtually meaningless. It has very little impact on who's actually going to get inducted. It's just, just a way to 
get people involved and get people, you know, excited or interested in the Hall of Fame. So it's fine. Anyway, they're back on the ballot this year. We still don't care. That's the stand <laughs> we're taking here on the Flopcast, right? I think, I think we should very carefully say that's just us. <laughs> You'll get the DMB fans mad. People can't wait to hear what we think of everybody every year, <laughs> being the tastemakers that we are. But if I have to hear crash into me one more time, so help me God. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Ugh. Eric B. and Rakim. Is it Rakim? Rakim? I think it's Rakim. Rakim. Eric yeah. B. and Rakim. This is a rap duo. Yes. I could not name a single song they've ever done. I know nothing about them. I've heard the names. Don't know anything about them. This is their second nomination. What are these guys about? Do you like them? They were not an act I really knew by name. They were part oh. of the mid to late 90s hip hop rap scene that I liked. But that scene went from being your standard like 80s and early 90s hip hop, which I guess wasn't standard at all, like more jazz infused, to this sudden, it was called at the time, gangster rap phenomenon. and. Yeah. That change happened so fast in the late 90s that I seldom knew who the acts were, but I know that they were closely associated with Dr. Dre. I couldn't tell you, though, if I if like one of their songs was playing, I couldn't tell you it was Eric B. and Rakim. I just I know that they were part of the mix, so to speak. Sure. OK, so you know more about them than me, but just barely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like they're not getting a lot of support from us either. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're hugely important. I'm just so clueless when it comes to uh, the world of rap. Hey, how about Jane's Addiction has been nominated for a second time? Jane's yeah. Addiction. My opinion is that I get it. Yep. <laughs> I understand why they're nominated. Jane's Addiction never really did anything for me. I was not a big fan back in the day either. And, and I, I know a handful of their songs, the hits, if, I don't know, three, four, five songs of theirs I would probably recognize. And that's about it. But a very important uh, alt-rock act. Yes. Uh, just today, I listened to, the, there's a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's called Who Cares About the Rock Hall? The episode that just came out today was about Jane's Addiction. And so I was learning a little bit more about them earlier today. And when they played the clips of those hit songs, which I had not heard, I, I feel like those hit songs really got overplayed, at least to my liking. And the sound of them was, it's not their fault. It's probably why they got their mainstream popularity. It's just such a repetitive sound. I got very tired of those songs back then, the Jane Says and- yes. uh, Oh, God, Jane says. <laughs> Been caught stealing. I'd heard enough of yeah. that. Now, that said, when I heard those little clips of those songs in the podcast today, and I was like, oh, yeah, those are actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten enough of a break? Yeah, enough time had passed. After my quarter century break, <laughs> I was ready to hear them again. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I get it. They are an important band, and uh, I don't know if they'll get in this year, but at some point, I imagine they will. Uh, how about A Tribe Called Quest? This is their third consecutive nomination. I really want these guys to get in. I was listening to A Tribe Called Quest leading up to the show tonight, ah. and I liked Scenario as a song. I don't think on a mainstream level they got as much attention as they deserved. I really feel like what these guys were doing, infusing hip-hop with jazz, as it they made it look effortless, but I feel like these guys are the precursor to chill-hop, which is music that I really enjoy. All right. So you're a fan. 
yeah, I've been rooting for these guys. I rooted for them the first two times, going to root for them again. Yeah, well, the, the nominating committee obviously wants them to get in at some point. This is the third straight year. I still don't know that I've ever heard them, and I still know nothing about them. So again, I'm deferring to Cornflake on this one. But those are your five repeat nominees. Now we've got 10 first-time nominees to go through now. And I think that the general theme for uh, many, if not most of these acts is, yikes, it's about time. <laughs> There's a, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of names on this list. It's like, how is this possibly their first time ever being nominated? Here we go. Uh, starting with, I'm just working alphabetically at this point. Uh, starting with Mariah. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey finally on the nomination list. And this was kind of inevitable. Yeah, because she's had, what, 19 number one hits? <laughs> Her track record as a, yeah, a, a hit maker is astonishing and, and in some ways unparalleled. Um, I, I get for induction, it makes sense that they had to wait until after Whitney. Right. You know, it, they waited way too long to induct Whitney Houston, but Whitney does kind of have to come first before you move on to Mariah. Yeah, I mean, she spent a few decades just cranking out massive hit songs uh, right out of the gate, like early 90s, like every single she released would just go to number one. You know what my first memory of Mariah Carey is? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I thought I had talked to you about this I, before. This probably came up on the Flopcast last week, but you know me, I just immediately forget <laughs> everything that happens on this show. Listening to the morning shows on the radio stations out of Boston, like I did when I was a kid, there was one station that had a contest with Mariah Carey's song, Emotions. There's that part at the end where she's vocalizing in a way where her her tone goes really high, like super high pitch. She'd get up to those high squeaky notes that only dogs can hear. Or your garage door opener. So they were doing, I remember they were doing a contest where they'd crank up emotions, that last part, make it as loud as they could and see if they could open their garage door because the tone was so high. Well, maybe at the induction ceremony, they can have a giant garage door on the stage and that that's how she'll make her big entrance. Oh, that would be really cool. <laughs> That'd be good. All right. Up next, we have a, a name that has come up uh, many times when we've discussed people who are long overdue. It's Cher. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> How is Cher not already in the Rock Hall? To have never even been nominated. And and with Cher now, it's going to be interesting because just last year, she was really slamming the Rock Hall in interviews. And she made it very clear that she had no interest in being inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, used some pretty strong language, <laughs> as, as she does. So n now they went ahead and nominated her <laughs> after <laughs> after uh, she was so public about not wanting to be inducted. So now, now the fun part is, is she going to stick to her guns and ignore the Rock Hall even if they induct her? I personally think she should show up with Beavis and Butthead and do I Got You, Babe. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You know, I completely forgot about that until you mentioned it just now. Yeah. Best track on the Beavis and Butthead album. I totally forgot about that. I think she should, like, pretend she's going to do If I Could Turn Back Time and then show up and, and do it with Beavis and Butthead. Do you think she'd wear that half-naked costume from the uh, Turn Back Time video? Beavis and Butthead would have it no other way. <laughs> I think she still wears that when she performs. Yeah. Even though she's like in her in her late seventies. <laughs> I think she can still pull off that look. Uh, but but Cher, I mean, she started cranking out hit songs like sixty years ago. 
Yeah, she's a hit maker for over <laughs> half a century. And she's she's never faded away. And also just along the way became a huge TV star and then became a huge movie star and then kept scoring hit songs. Just a unstoppable cultural phenomenon. And I think there has to be a place for that in the Rock Hall. So Cher, like it or not, I think Cher deserves <laughs> to be there, whether she's on board or not. Uh, here's another one that I can't believe they're not already in there. Foreigner. It's high time. Yeah. Foreigner is always kind of one of those forgotten bands, for me at least. I never spent much time thinking about Foreigner. They were just kind of always there. Yeah. Their sound is good, but their sound is also kind of background music-ish. Yeah. Well, and, but they, it was like the background to our lives, though, for a couple of decades. Right. Like they very quietly were a massively popular band <laughs> with a huge string of massive popular rock songs through the 70s and 80s. Like they had more hit songs than you think. Although I want to know what Love Is kind of blocks out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that was the monster soft rock hit, of yes. course. And when, when it comes to these 70s, 80s arena rock acts, the, the rock hall has been kind of resistant to them for the most part. And there have been some cracks in that finally, though, in the last few years with Journey finally getting inducted and then right up on through to Bon Jovi and Def Leppard. So I, th I think uh, Foreigner was just kind of overlooked. It's nice to see them nominated finally. Yeah, you cannot deny the quality of their rock. I also wonder like, how much more room is there for 70s arena rock acts? Because there's still a, a bunch of key acts that have been ignored. And I wonder, are they going to just cut everybody off at some point and be like, all right, that's enough of that? Yeah, I think if it doesn't happen in the next few years, they're going to miss their moment. I mean, they've still been ignoring Sticks and uh, Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> it's true. Bad Company, I think, uh, deserves a look. Even like Boston. I could get on board with Boston I don't know if they're ever going to swing the doors open wide enough to let in all these monster arena rock acts. I feel like they really should. Yeah, I feel like they should, but I, I don't think they will. Well, yeah, it's also a matter of they've moved on. There's so many 90s acts are now being nominated. How many more white guys from the 70s do we really <laughs> need to get in there? I get that mindset as well. But yikes, I feel like Sticks is still a, a massive oversight. And anyway, happy to see Foreigner finally on the list. And oh, speaking of white guys from the 70s, also first time nominee, Peter Frampton. Yeah. Which is an interesting case because Frampton was massive, but very quickly. Yep. Came and went. He had his moment. Frampton comes alive, late 70s, and, and there he is, the golden god on stage with his long flowing uh, Farrah Fawcett hair and, and the talking guitar, weird talky effect thing going. I hated that. <laughs> my nightmare, my nightmare from that era would have been Stevie Nicks singing with that guitar. That, the two of those things together. I like that thing. It's fun. Now, Peter Frampton was at the uh, induction ceremony last year. They brought him out to be part of the show, which made people suspect maybe he's finally going to get his shot next year. And now here he is on the list, and he's still around and still performs a bit. Uh, he's not in the best of health these days. He's a very well-liked guy. So, so I feel like, yeah, while he's here, if we're going to get him in, let's get him in. 
Fair enough. There's Frampton. All right. Up next, I'm going to guess that this is the big one for you uh, and for me as well. This is an, an act that I have been advocating for for a long time now. Shockingly, their first nomination ever. It's Cool and the Gang. Yes. I mean, I'm happy for the other nominees on this list. Don't get me wrong. But I could not be happier than I am about Cool and the Gang. This has been such a long time coming and, and just ridiculous that they've been overlooked all this time. Again, this is an act that goes back to the 60s, you know, early, mid-60s they got started and are still going today. There's only one guy left that goes all the way back to the beginning of the band, and it's Cool. <laughs> yeah, Cool himself. <laughs> Robert Cool Bell, who's the bassist, is the last man standing from the original lineup. There's still there's two or three other guys in the band still that have been there a long time, You even going back to that classic era. They're still putting out albums. Still making new music and still touring. And again, similar to like what we said about Foreigner, way more Cool in the Gang hit songs than you think. True that. I was just listening to their album from 2021. Oh, wow. You've heard recent Cool in the Gang music. Yeah. I have not. They have an album called Perfect Union. They sound amazing. And you could tell that along the way through the 80s, 90s, and beyond that Cool in the Gang has been an influence on artists in hip hop and R&B. But it's kind of fun to hear them on their most recent album incorporate some of the more modern styles that come from bands that they influenced. <laughs> so it's really come full circle. I highly recommend checking out Perfect Union as an album. It's a good start to finish. That is nice to hear because, yeah, they, they were certainly very influential and very sampled. Yes. So I'm told. I don't listen to, to the new acts that are sampling them, but I've heard that they are sampled quite a bit. Frequently. By the younger acts. So Cool and the Gang. Let's get them in while we still have Cool. Certainly favorites of ours. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Kind of a surprise to see Lenny's name on the list, to me at least. I was not thinking that Lenny was uh, in line to get nominated anytime soon, but there he is. Did you think that because he's more modern? Yeah, I, Lenny's yeah. a guy where I just think like, oh, well, what's the rush? <laughs> you know? All right, sure. He's been around a long time now. You know, he goes back to the early 90s. He just constantly comes off as someone who is so super cool. And so talented. Yeah, such a cool guy, of course, and talented guy. He sounds great. Great live performer. A lot of his songs were clearly a pastiche or a riff on certain styles from the past. Yes. And, and he always made that very clear. It was always very obvious what was influencing Lenny from one song to the next, which was fun. That was fine. And he certainly had a, a nice string of uh, very popular songs. With such range. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, insane range. His mother was one of the stars of the Jeffersons. That's right. And that's got to count for something with the voters. <laughs> if not, it certainly counts for us. Counts for a lot around here. If, if you listened to the show last week, you, you may have noticed we're, we're rather obsessed with 80s sitcoms. Uh, I saw Lenny Kravitz perform live once. Ooh, as part of what? Back in the mid-90s, I used to go to the Horde Festival. 
Oh, I have not thought about the Horde Festival in years. This was the big traveling rock festival show uh, hosted by Blues Traveler. So it'd be Blues Traveler and then a whole bunch of other acts. And I think three times I went to Horde Festival. And one of those years, yeah, Lenny was in the lineup. And I was awfully impressed by Lenny Kravitz Live, a remarkable live performer. You got to give him that. Yeah, he's got too much going for him to not be nominated. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he gets in this year. He could. He's a very popular guy, so he could very well get in. Uh, up next on the list, we have Oasis. Oh, yeah. That's what you call Britpop, Cornflake. Yeah. <laughs> I know more about the arguments between Liam and Noel Gallagher than I do about their music, but... Boy, did I like that song Wonderwall back in the day. <laughs> yeah, they, they had a handful of uh, very popular songs. Don't look back at anger. I remember a few of their songs. And yes, yeah, certainly the biggest of the Britpop acts. And yeah, I can't say I was really a fan. Yeah, I, I remember I was surrounded by people who were way more into Oasis than I was. <laughs> and I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get, were people into the music, were they into the drama between the two brothers? They've both gone on to have solo acts that are quite good. I certainly have zero interest in the drama. Yeah, that that kind of, that drove me away, but I think some people liked that. But there they are, Oasis. Uh, next we have Sinead. Sinead's on the list. I'm so pleased with this. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor. And, and like you wonder, was this an emotionally driven nomination since we just lost Sinead, perhaps? I would think so. I think it's tied into her legacy. Uh, an interesting nominee in that she's an important artist. And on the other hand, uh, essentially a one-hit wonder. <laughs> you know, you don't think of her that way. Right. Because she was around for a while, and everybody knew her, and she was important. Yeah, she literally has one hit song in America. It was a number one song. For a long time. But I know three Sinead O'Connor songs. And you know more, like one more than I do. <laughs> well, anyway, we like Sinead. <laughs> yeah. For music culture reasons, if not for hit after hit. Right. Well, it's it's not all about how many hits did you have, but right. that's certainly it's a factor. So I, I feel like she has a lot going for her and a lot going against her. Yes. <laughs> so who knows what's going to happen? I think it's nice for her to be recognized as nominee. I'm not so sure she'll make it in. Yeah, it's very nice to see Sinead on the list. And who knows? How about uh, here's a guy who's already in the Hall of Fame as a member of Black Sabbath, but now Ozzy has been nominated solo. Is this necessary? <laughs> if Ozzy gets in, this will be another two-time inductee. A bunch of people have been inducted more than once. But why? Why for, for Ozzy? <laughs> I have nothing against Ozzy, but I feel like this is superfluous. That could be. You can certainly make that argument. You can also make the argument that it's Ozzy, yeah. <laughs> and it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and so that it seems like that's a name that should be on that list of inductees by that name. Sharon Osborne demands it. <laughs> sure, but it's Ozzy, and we we always talk about how there's the, there's a lack of metal in the Hall of Fame. That's true. Here's a chance to uh, induct one of the absolute 
top guys <laughs> in metal. Again, he's already in with, with Sabbath, but this is a guy who I think legitimately deserves to be in again. And if he gets it, none of us are going to understand his acceptance speech. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only one more name on the list. This was a huge surprise to me to see Sade nominated. Yeah, that came out of left field, didn't it? I'm telling you, I, I thought, what? <laughs> it's because she's a smooth operator. I remember Sade from the mid 80s. And yeah, to, to me, Sade had two or three hits. And then I never heard from her again, or I should say never heard from them again, because I also didn't realize until this week that Sade is the girl that that's the, the front woman of the band. Of the but band. Sade yes. is also the band. It's her name and it's the band's name. I didn't realize that. I was just thought it was the one woman was named Sade and that was it. I learned this just a couple years ago. So, But yeah, I remember Smooth Operator. I remember Sweetest Taboo. Wasn't Your Love is King also her? I think so, although I don't remember that by the name at least. Uh, Paradise, I remember. But that's about it. And my assumption, because I have not heard anyone speak of Sade in several decades, I thought they just kind of faded away. And that was the end of that, which is not quite right. Uh, yeah. Because looking into it, they've had a long, successful career and later hit songs, which were completely off my radar. So the, they're this kind of British smooth jazz pop stuff. They've had a very long, successful career. It's just a little less mainstream now. Unbeknownst to me. Right. <laughs> now, I don't think they stand a chance of being inducted <laughs> this year, at least. I would say, Chardet fans, they're as diehard as Dave Matthews Band fans, but... There's like 11 of them, though. Y well, there may be more <laughs> than that, but they're not in America. Right, right, right. So, all right. Anyway, maybe they'll get in someday. Probably not this year. That's your list of nominees anyway, Cornflake. But when you look at it, okay, Mariah Carey, Cher, Sinead O'Connor, Chardet, Mary J. Blige, this, we can't gloss over how cool this is to have so many women being recognized as nominees. Yeah, good to see a lot of women on the list, which they've been much better about that in general over the last few years. Now, the other thing that I just learned earlier today is that evidently the voters, the industry professional people that get to vote on who actually gets inducted in previous years, on your ballot, if you're a voter, you could make up to five selections. They've expanded that this year. The new ballot for this year, you can select seven, up to seven. Ooh. And so I'm going to extend that power to you right now, Cornflake. You've got the list. Oh, I'm going to be like a kid in a candy store with those two extra votes. What's your ballot? There's 15 to choose from. You can pick seven. All right. Cool and the gang right out of the gate. Well, obviously. of course. Mary J. Blige. A Tribe Called Quest. Lenny Kravitz. Mariah Carey. Share, and okay, fine, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> All right. What about you? That's a fine ballot. Okay, I'm gonna go. I think all my all my nominees are gonna be first time nominees. I'm skipping over the, those first five previous uh, nominees. I'm going Mariah Carey, Share, Foreigner, Frampton, Cool and the Gang, Sinead, Ozzy. Solid. You hear that, Rock Hall? <laughs> How do you deny that logic? 
What's really missing from this list that there's been a lot of in the last few years is uh, like new wave kind of 80s pop new wave acts. And we don't really have much of that this year to choose from. Uh, Cindy Lauper was nominated last year, did not get in. I would like to see Cindy on this list again. I get that she didn't get nominated again this year. She could probably use a break from the list, but hopefully she'll come back. I would love to see her resurface. Devo, I think, has been nominated three times. They have the year off as well, but uh, I do want to see Devo in at some point. Dionne Warwick's still way overdue for induction. Yeah, I can't argue with any of this. <laughs> has been nominated a couple of times. Um, and of course, we, we can't do one of these shows without mentioning uh, The Monkees and Weird Al. Those are two that we would really like to see that I don't know if they will ever get their due. But we'll never stop asking for it. We'll never stop complaining. <laughs> if you could induct just anybody this year, let's say Cornflake gets to ignore the official list of nominees. Pick your own nominees right now. Would you switch anybody out? Ooh. Who do you want to put in? Taylor Dane? Well, you know I want to put Credit House in. That's not a secret. That's never going away. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to happen. But in Cornflake world, absolutely. What about you? Who do you want to put in? All right. If I got to pick my own seven, I think that because I've been watching so much uh, Sid and Marty Croft shows lately, uh, I'm going to say the Bay City Rollers. Okay. <laughs> it's about time we inducted the Bay City Rollers, Cornflake. That was a very, very popular band. And, uh, and also from the world of Sid and Marty Croft, how about Captain Cool and the Kongs? Yeah. They deserve to get in. All right. So that's two. If I get seven, um, Captain Cool as a solo artist. Okay. That's three. Good. <laughs> and the rest of the Kongs. <laughs> solo. <laughs> so that'd be Nashville, uh, Flatbush, uh, your favorite, Turkey. Yeah. And my favorite, Super Chick. I do like some turkey. We're inducting all the Kongs, solo and as a group. Thank you. We just fixed the Rock Hall. Well, thank goodness you're here. You're way better at this than I am. <laughs> all right. That's enough uh, Rock Hall yammering for today, I think. Sometime later this year, they'll put out the official list of inductees, and we'll all be hugely disappointed and miserable. Meanwhile, Cornflake, get us out of here. So... Uh, between shows, you can find us online at flopcast.net. We're at facebook.com slash flopcast on universiton.com slash at flopcast. And our handle on Instagram is the underscore flopcast. And if you want to leave us a rating and or a review, and we'd be excited if you did, feel free to do that at Apple Podcasts. Music for the Flopcast is written and performed by Sponge Awareness Foundation. Sponge Awareness, uh, not yet inducted. We are eligible because we've been around a long, long time. Yeah. And isn't Ed in as a solo artist already? Ed has been inducted solo. Yes, I have not. But yeah, when, when they do induct Sponge Awareness, Ed will be one of those two-time nominees. It'll be Ed and Ozzy. I'll be rooting for him. <laughs> Together at last. Everybody, uh, let us know. Who do you want in the Rock Hall? We'd like to hear your thoughts, especially if your thoughts involve Taylor Dane, and I think they do. Mm -hmm. uh, Cornflake, thanks for another fine, fine podcast. Everybody, please remember to be safe, be kind, be silly, and we'll see you next week. Peace and cookies. What's new on the 42 cast? Let's ask my co-hosts. We're talking about Doctor Who. Comic book shows and movies. And we're talking about all things Star Trek. And so much more. Check us out on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. 
It's only on the 42 cast, your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. So Nathan, when are we finally talking Babylon 5? Hello, Secret After Show. What do you know? Hey, Cornflake, you are still here for the Secret After Show, and, and I think you had something to share with us for the After Show. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to share my excitement about there being a new Billy Joel song. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there is a new Billy Joel song. I have not heard the new Billy Joel song yet. What? What are you waiting for? <laughs> I've heard that there is a new Billy Joel song. So this is something I will share. Not about the song, although go listen to the song. Yeah? Did you like the new song? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, I do. And I'm just delighted that there is new Billy Joel music after all this time. And I'm not going to say anything more about it because I don't want to ruin any sort of surprise when you first hear the song. Does he just pick up where he left off and we didn't start the fire? Oh, yeah. He's got a few decades to make up for. <laughs> just take us through 30 more years. Nice. I saw he had a recent interview with Howard Stern, uh-huh. and he was talking about recording We Are the World. And I guess he was standing next to Cindy Lauper at one point, uh-huh. and a lot of people who were there had no idea really what was going on, uh, just that they were going to record a song. And Cindy Lauper leans over to Billy Joel and says, they want to record a song that sounds like a Pepsi commercial. Hmm. You know, Billy and Cindy worked together. I think most people don't know that. There's an album track on Billy Joel's uh, The Bridge album from 86. There's a song called Code of Silence that they wrote together, and Cindy does some background vocals on it. For all I know about Billy Joel, I hadn't realized that. And that's why Cindy Lauper deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.